All right. Hey guys, this is Brian with the Barbell Spin. I'm joined here with Derek and we have uh, Danielle Brandon and Matt Torres here. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Of course. Hello. Excited to do it. Yeah. Uh, it's been almost two weeks since Rogue. Uh, how how are you feeling since uh, you had 10 events that you weren't quite ready or, or, or knowing that you're going to have 10 events to go into? You know, I think I didn't realize how tired I was or how tired I would be. Um, but I don't know, took it easy last week or what last week? Yeah, last week I took quite yeah, I took quite a few days yeah. off. Um, but I'm I'm starting to feel better. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that was definitely a surprise. I mean, everything had been before that six, seven, eight events, and then you show up and you got a long trail run and you have four days of competition. Uh, 10 events. Uh, did that change anything as kind of what your plans were for your kind of your goals and what you want to get out of road? Um, I don't know. I think I just, when the workouts came out, I think my goals didn't necessarily shift, but there were some workouts in there that I knew I wasn't necessarily like the most prepared for um, just because with where we were at in the season, like obviously strength hadn't mm -hmm. been major focus yet. Um, so really it was just to be healthy and yeah. seeing the events to come out of that event healthy because of the volume of hinging and squatting and stuff. Yeah. There were a lot of women that, you know, decided to take rogue off. Was there ever any consideration of maybe skipping the rogue invitational to, let your body heal, you know, spend more time preparing for 2023. Mm, I don't know. You were talking about skipping it. I don't Not think really. so. I think because the goal that we had going into it, uh, we knew that there could have been some potential for some heavy weights being moved around mm -hmm. and that we would adjust accordingly. Right. So there wasn't, there really wasn't a game plan for, potentially skipping it just that it may not be the outcome that we want it to be but the goal is just to you know be out at the end of the week healthy yeah you, you mentioned that being healthy obviously everybody is probably gonna have the main goal if you can win you win but with health being the primary you know what you want to get out you obviously don't want to come out of that injured and push yourself on the back squats too much if you if that was going to hurt your back mm -hmm. um is that tough in a situation where you may hold back a little bit, maybe just to make sure you, you know, come out of that unscathed? I don't think it was like necessarily holding back. Yeah. It was yeah. just like some of those events like the back squat one, because I feel like that's the easiest event um, to talk about. Yeah. But like I knew I wasn't necessarily going to finish that workout. So it's not like I had to hold back. It was just like we knew my capacity before the event really even started. Um, yeah. Okay. That, that's fair. I mean, Matt, you had talked about how she hadn't really, that Daniel hadn't um, hadn't loaded that much uh, up until that point. You know, did you have any any nerves watching that event for her? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. It, well, I mean. I saw I saw it going one way in my mind. Um, watching it, I, I had a feeling she, that she was going to attempt the weight. Um, 
you know, and if she's confident with doing it, then by all means, go ahead and do it. Right. I trust that she'll be able to do it. And if she feels like it's not smart, then she won't do it. So uh, the fact that she hit that, I was super happy about it. Um, it. I would have been really happy if it was just one rep, honestly, like she didn't need to do two in my eyes. Um, nor on the leaderboard, but, uh, you know, she did too. And we got out of it, uh, exactly, you know, just as healthy as we went into it. So, you know, at the end of the day, proud, and then also, uh, glad that, uh, yeah. that we got out of it. So what, what is your kind of demeanor, Matt, while you're, while you're coaching, uh, on the sidelines and having to watch your athletes, um, perform? Yeah, that's probably the most nervous you'll see me. Uh, typically in the back, you know, pregame, uh, post-event, you know, there's there's not a lot of, of nerves that I'm going through. But when I'm watching, uh, you know, I just want things to go the way that I know that we can do it. Uh, in, in most instances with all of my athletes, including Danielle, it typically goes that way. And um, but, you know, as in any competition, you know, three, two, one, go. You could run into some, uh, you know, some optical obstacles. You can face things that you didn't prepare for as well. Like I think event one with that log bar muscle up, uh, you know, no one out there knew what the hell they were doing on that. Right. log. Uh, but, you know, with Danielle, I trust that with her athletic background that she can figure things out a lot quicker than other athletes can. Uh, and so I guess that kind of gives me a, a sense of security watching it out there. Yeah, how, being your second competition, you know, the games you were obviously kind of learning how to interact with each other during, you know, uh, between events and preparing. How, how did that communication improve over the last couple months at, at Rogue? Uh, I think it's actually competition's easy. You know, a lot of these athletes, Danielle included, um, when they're in competition mode, you know, they can they can redirect their focus pretty quickly you know i i never want any athlete to hold back their emotions or their feelings you know because that's just how that's how competition goes if you don't have uh, you know a good event or if you don't have an event that goes the way you want it to you know let the emotions out you know but then there's a time to cut them and redirect that focus on the next event because uh, at that point in time you know you really can't do anything about the uh, about the event. It's, you know, you give the emotions time to pass. And with Danielle, she does a really good job in competition. And I noticed that the first time when we were at the games, um, you know, with a couple of events that didn't go our way, and you know, I was optimistic with the the chance to repeat that and see her do that again when we went into uh, the Rogue Invitational. Yeah, you know, I think Daniel, you mentioned that you you need that calming force. I assume that's that's kind of what drew you to Matt um, to, to yeah. work with him going forward. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think, yeah, with competition and in training, it's also just like our personalities, and I feel like we're getting to know each other pretty well. So when a competition comes up, we know we know what to expect from each other. Um, like. You know, I'm always asking questions like, you know, just like if I'm nervous, I'm like, what's going to happen? How's this going to go? And like, I always know the mat that I'm going to get. Um, and he's pretty calming in that way during competitions, even with my rapid fire questions. <laughs> are you one to spend a lot of time strategizing and thinking about it? Or do you rely more on just your gut instinct of 
you know what you can do. I'm just going to get out there and adapt. Um, I think like in the past, I've very much been that way. But I think it's been really nice with Matt to actually strategize and um, kind of like take that pressure off myself and listen to what he has to say because he is really good at this and knows what he's doing. So it's nice to listen to him because even though I may know my body really well and like know my abilities, strategy can be even better sometimes. And he's really good at that. So why have not? You noticed, have you noticed yourself, especially at the Invitational maybe go out and, and perform differently and maybe attack a workout differently than you might have before this? Yeah, of course. So yeah. is, is it, what's an example? Like what, what um, was event specifically this week or last weekend? I don't know. I can't remember the one. Where she approached it and like stepped away from the strategy or the strategy no, work? No, no that, it, that prior to working with you, she may have gone a different path, like maybe gone out, differently or, or broken things up differently but you kind of worked out a better, and better what, uh what about event one hasn't it would anything have changed uh, not really um, i can't even think of the events yeah what was the crossfit style of it um the only one i think of is like the games that was like the best one. yeah was the the clean traverse one yeah i like that one i like really trusted in the strategy um like breaking up the cleans and not going touch and go you know that yeah. with that traverse workout it's written in such a way where they are challenging the athletes to go unbroken on the power cleans so mm -hmm. it shortens their recovery time from the traverse dips and i think you even hear boss mm -hmm. talk about it he's like these athletes should be going unbroken and the yeah. it's that the bar is really not a limiter for these athletes. that's not the, the part that's going to slow them down the part that's going to slow them down is the upper body pressing so if they're fast to get back to the upper body pressing, they're really not recovering from uh, from the last, you know, yeah. traverse and press. So yeah. mm -hmm. I mean, even DT, that one. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. DT, yeah. like the, the Echo Bike yeah. DT one, yeah. I think. It's funny, I went back and rewatched it, and I think I'm, like, the last one off the bike. I'm literally the last one off the bike <laughs> in my heat. But then, yeah. like, I slowly creep up, and I get, what, fourth or fifth in my heat? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's interesting. You, you, you out you went back and rewatched is that something that you go back and think about do you do you kind of go back and replay the events yeah, and learn event, better not every event but some of okay. them um like that one i think just because i was pretty happy with how it went because echo bike has been something that i've been working on so i just kind of wanted to see what it looked like from an outside perspective <laughs> <laughs> all right all right um so matt what's your takeaway I mean, what are some takeaways leaving Rogue? Like, where, where do you take that from here? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, when we finished the season last year at the CrossFit Games, uh, we started talking about our goals for 2023. And so when we get into uh, Rogue, the biggest takeaway for us is we found a new one rep max back squat. Um, you know, we... <laughs> Uh, we were able to pick up a odd object implement like a log and work through it and get a good feel for it um, and build some confidence from there. Um, you know, there's, there was other events where it caught us by surprise. So what she mentioned before with uh, being fatigued by the end of the week, I really think it was, you know, she was coming down with something plus a little like central, central nervous system fatigue kicking in just from not really not lifting that 
heavy of weight and also not going at that type of intensity with the heavy weight mm-hmm. in a while. Um, so, you know, being better prepared going into whatever her next competition is going to be. Um, but, you know, for the most part, I mean, it, we know that for her, it's going to be building strength the smart way. Uh, she's, she's really, really good at a lot of things. So if we can start to attack those things, uh, you know, and compile that on top of her current abilities, then, you know, we're going to be looking at a completely different athlete come the 2023 CrossFit Games. Yeah. When you think about working the strength or, you know, the weaknesses of these top athletes, you know, you're working, it's not like taking it from a 50 percentile, 50th percentile to the 75th. I mean, you're working from 99th percentile to 99.2, right? That, that's a lot harder to get to. How do you think about your programming and training to, to, to focus on that? Um, and Daniel has one goal and, and, you know, Dallin has something else. As a coach, how are you balancing all of those? Uh, so typically the way I do it is, um, you know, we take her weakness and we uh, compare it up against the best in the world, right? Whomever, whichever athlete it may be, right? Because the the athlete that ends up number one in the world at the CrossFit Games may not particularly be the best at everything, right? Uh, so let's say something like an echo bike. Uh, if I know that she can hold a current echo bike pace for an extended period of time, I know what some of the best women in the world are holding it for. So that's our goal. So we try to achieve that goal before we hit the CrossFit Games. Um, and then from there, we start to implement other pieces in the mix as well, where it's like, okay, I know you can hold this by itself with full recovery. Can we, what paces can we hold now with other, you know, implements or movements or variables attached to it as well? So if you take that little bit of the echo and you apply that down the line for everything, it now gives us a clear indication of, okay, you know, her snatch is, let's say, 215, uh, and her back squat currently is 275. There's a little discrepancy in there. You know, I know she has the ability, and I said it before, to be hitting a 315, you know, 325 back squat. Uh, she has the legs to do it. Now we just need that confidence in the spine and just, you know, time with heavy weight on, on top of her shoulders as well. And so it's, and it's the same path with all my athletes, you know, whether it's Dallin or Emma or Fee or James, you know, uh, it, it's relatively, I'm, I'm saying it in such a simple way, but it's relatively all the same as far as the, uh, the macro view of it. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Fee, she just moved down there. How's, how's that been for the last, I guess, almost a little over a week now, Danielle? I love Fee. Oh my gosh, I don't know. Honestly, it's been really nice to have another girl in the gym. Um, I found myself uh, the past couple weeks being like, dang, like I need another girl because I am surrounded by teenage boys. (laughs) So it's been great to have Fee. Um, She's just like, she's just like a ray of sunshine. I don't know. She's great. I, I love, I love having her around. Now, are, are the two of you, you, tra- you two are training at the same time then? Yeah. Together. Yeah. yeah. So it's Dallin, B, James, and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And you, you, are, are you doing most of the same workouts or are you kind of going your own separate ways while you're there? Right now, we're like all doing completely different things right now. Okay. I mean, like, I think one Friday, James, Dallin, and I had the same workout. But other than that, we're all different right now. Yeah. How is it, you know, training with 
a fellow competitor. Um, you know, obviously right now, right now it's fine. We're yeah. not, we're not really in season. So well, that and you're, I mean, you're. It sounds like you're doing different things. You're not competing, going against each other, day in day out. You know, that that seems to be a, a tough, a tough situation. Yeah, um, kind of beating each other up um, mm -hmm. from a, a, you know, in the workouts. Um, are you guys friends outside the gym? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's doing laundry right now at my house. So. <laughs> <laughs> I would only let a friend do that. There you go. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I meant to ask, I mean, I, I heard your, uh, with, with all the hurricane and stuff, Matt, your gym and in your house, how, how is that? Is that? Yeah, it's back to normal now. You know, the, I, I was really lucky that the, the gyms were not affected. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't even know. It feels like a month or so has passed already. Uh, you know, I think everyone's pretty much back to normal. You know, the city looks a little, little different. You know, uh, the, you know, a lot of the palm trees look bare. Yeah. You know, some things are kind of, you know, other things had to be torn down just to get this place cleaned up a little bit. But for the most part, uh, everyone's back on a normal schedule right now, so it, it feels just as normal as it did before, uh, before the hurricane came. Okay. Good. Good. Um, so what does the rest of the off season look like? Are you planning on doing Wadapalooza or anything else between now and, and the open? Um, Wadapalooza, I'm not sure on okay. right now, but yeah, no other plans, no other competitions. No. Yeah. Uh, do, do you have that struggle of wanting to compete? Day, you know, like all, all these things. I mean, um, you know, Ricky Gerard just pulled out of, uh, Dubai. I mean, he basically is going to have a competition every single month between now and, and the open. Um, yeah. Honestly, I, I don't really struggle with that. No, I think like, <laughs> I just, I just really enjoy training. And even with rogue, as much as we learned from it, like, I feel like that was a, a weekend that I could have gotten stronger. Right. Like mm -hmm. I feel like it's, it, it almost takes away from training and you know having to deload a little bit before the competition and then even the time off after the competition like i'd rather spend that time training and getting better so like yeah competitions are great for testing where you're at and i don't know proving to people how fit you are but yeah. rather spend that time training yeah i mean when you're programming and think about that matt i mean obviously you have to take into consideration when they're going to compete and, and do these events. I know James is going out to Vegas this weekend. Um, you know, does that really, I mean, how much does that impact? You know, if, if you're thinking of from games to games, you know, how much does going to rogue or Wadapalooza maybe set you back from a training perspective? Uh, it depends on which athlete you're working with at that time. So, you know, if we're talking about Danielle, she's coming off of the cross again, right? Which is a pretty brutal, uh, competition for her um, on top of that you know she was she still had some um, previous uh, body ailments as well uh, and so I already knew coming out of the CrossFit Games that we just needed to take things a little bit slower and be smart with it um, you know and so that was the main goal from the end of the CrossFit Games to into Rogue Right. So we really didn't even try to start a like true training, like strength cycle or anything for that matter with her. 
with James, uh, with this, it's a little bit different. So, you know, whenever my athletes are signing up for a competition, the question becomes this is, uh, are you okay with continuing to train normal and then going to do this competition, right? Because at mm -hmm. the end of the day, James's goal is not to win Zelos. James's goal is to make it to the CrossFit Games. Uh, so everything that we do every single day is for that. Uh, so with James, his training looked pretty normal. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, he flew out today. I think he starts tomorrow, maybe. It's tomorrow, Friday, maybe even Saturday. Um, but besides, you know, the next like two or three days where he's doing these competitions uh, and these events, it will pretty much when he gets back into town, it's just back to normal training again. And it's really not like that, um, you know, for let's say uh, the CrossFit Games. Um, mm. the games, it's everything's very proper um, leading into it and very purposeful leading into it. And right now, it's like I don't know. Yesterday, James still had his normal training as of yesterday. Uh, today is a day off, and you know he granted he won't be able to do any training while he's up there. Uh, but you know when he comes back on Tuesday, it's back to normal Tuesday training. Okay. Um, when all this news is coming out about changing seasons, Danielle, you've been through, you know, four crazy years of, of CrossFit games, uh, formats. Um, how much do you pay attention to all the noise and news that's been coming out over the last few weeks of, for next year? Uh, honestly, I pay attention to none of it. <laughs> I'm, uh, I feel like I'm really just along for the ride. I don't really, <laughs> like if I, I don't know. I'm either going to make it or I'm not. <laughs> and usually the best athletes make it through no matter the format. So as long as I just keep training and I'm good at this thing, I will make it hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Matt, uh, do you, do you pay a little bit more attention to it? I, I really don't. Okay. Uh, it's, it's honestly, it's the same headspace. It's like, if there's a, if there's a competition coming up, you know, semi or yeah, semis, mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be prepared for semis, you know, Preparation for her at this point in time and for a handful of my athletes currently is if, and typically this is how I think, if they've made it to the CrossFit Games already, <clears throat> my thought is get them to the CrossFit Games and place better than what we did the year before. If they haven't made it to the CrossFit Games, right, so uh, James, or haven't been back to the Games in a while, fee, then our main goal and obstacle is to get past semis. So we prepare them for semis. Uh, once we get to a point within our career where we don't really have to put so much attention and focus on semis anymore, uh, then we can put all of the, you know, the focus on the CrossFit Games. So with her, uh, you know, I already know. But I, have, I have some pretty lofty goals for her that we've discussed, um, you know, pretty consistently, uh, mm -hmm. you know, from the time she finished the CrossFit Games to, uh, you know, up until last week even. Um and so that's our focus right now. You know, we're still going to give semis the attention to detail that it requires and needs. You know, we're not going to just pretend like we're going in there. It's a walk in the park because it never really is. Uh, but, you know, our main goal is to you know do very, very well at the CrossFit Games. Um, and obviously it takes getting through semis to do that. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, you being kind of the veteran down there in Naples, the, do, do the other athletes kind of ask for advice and get your sense of how do they take it to that next level? 
Um, not necessarily. I think Matt and Dom are really great coaches and um, have guided them well. But I don't know. I feel like Dallin doesn't really need that. He's very like I don't know. He's very mature. He doesn't need to ask me anything. Yeah. Uh, and and we we all like we all know how to train and we all know how to work hard. So it, typically, if people are asking me like how to take it to that next level. They just don't know how to work hard. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your what's your demeanor in the gym? I mean, are you are you fairly quiet, or is it? Um... Um, I mean, it just like depends on what we're doing. But when I like start whatever I have, I'm usually pretty focused in on that. Like I'm I'm there to usually get work done, yeah. um, unless it's between things and we're all chilling. But Sometimes we're all kind of moving at different paces. So we're not all, you know, one person's warming up while like Dallin and I are lifting. Um, you, if I'm lifting, maybe Dallin's doing a Metcon. So we're not all just like flowing at the mm-hmm. same time usually. Um, yeah. And like, and when we get there, there's already another group in there. So it can be pretty full in that transition time. So yeah. And during the normal training days, Matt, where do you, what do you see your role? like oversight and, and just being there for them during the, during the workouts? Uh, so first and foremost, just as a coach, make sure they're moving correctly. Uh, also, whenever they're starting a new piece, making sure that they're hitting the proper intent of that piece as well. Um, you know, I tell her all the time, like the programming is not perfect by any stretch of the means. So, if and she does a good job with allowing me free range to adjust if I see that it's not being completed, you know, the way that I wanted to see it. Now that's not to take away from her effort or any of the athletes' efforts, because that's not anything I ever question his effort. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but if I know that they're not, you know, potentially training in this type of state or um, adapting to this type of stimulus, then I'll just step in and create that change. Um, And so not only am I correcting movement or, um, you know, I guess like cueing them in a coaching uh, standpoint, but also I'm on, I'm on that side of it, uh, the opposite side of it as well, where I'm looking at it to make sure that, you know, they're hitting the correct times, they're getting the correct amount of rest, they're hitting the correct amount of sets, um, their movement is good while, you know, while they're doing all that at the same time. And then the other part is uh, just making sure that they're in the right headspace throughout, you know, because I mean, anyone out there that trains at this high of a level, um, it's fun. Yeah. But it's also, uh, you know, it could be very stressful because they have such high expectations of themselves and they often demand perfection uh, out of themselves, you know, and if it's like a fault that ends up happening, uh, you know, it could, it could feel as if like, this isn't good enough to make it to the CrossFit games. Um, but, you know, at the same time, the, the way I write my workouts is uh, more often than not throughout the year, it feels like you're not fit enough uh, because we're doing things that you're not quite good enough standing at the top of the podium. Um, but again, it's like, that's, that's what they need to be going through in order to have that confidence when they see that event come in and they're like, I literally have been doing this like months and months and months. Now it's time for me to, uh, you know, uh, see it pay off. 
it's a delicate balance of, of keeping confidence, but also improving on those weaknesses. It's got to be tough working on, on the things that you're not good at day in and day out. Um, when yeah. you, when you, you, know, you talk about your oversight, it's just something you can't do when you're virtual. I mean, I, I imagine that it's so much better for the athletes to, to be in person and, and see you day in. Oh yeah. It's, it's much different. You know, you can, you can take a very simple movement, like uh, a handstand push-up, and let's say we ask an athlete to do 40 strict handstand push-ups for time. Um, if they do it by themselves, by the time they reach like their limit or their threshold, um, where they have to consider start to break in to break it up, uh, I can pretty much tell you that the movement in itself is probably going to look pretty trashy at the end because they're trying to get as fast as a time, right? And I'm talking about like an arched back, hips on the wall, legs are spread open, like the whole nine, right? Which would typically account for a lot of no reps. Right. Uh, now you take that same scenario and you bring it into you know the brute gym, and I'm watching it. I'll actually have them kick off the wall if I see that technique start to break uh, because I want them to build in this scenario, a very strong foundation in a good position now. And I always tell them, look, when you get into the CrossFit games, make it happen. Right. Mm -hmm. If, if that means that your position is going to change and, and you, you're afforded those reps, uh, do what you can to win. Right. And again, at the CrossFit games, we're going to have a very specific strategy and pacing breakdown to make sure that, you know, we're going to use your strength to its fullest capacity. Um, but again, if I go back and I look at a video of a remote athlete and I, and I see it, I'm like, Oh, that's not good. Right. Granted the time is the time, but then mm -hmm. in person, I'll actually tell them like, Hey, feet together, you know, squeeze, uh, squeeze your abs, put your hips off the wall. I'll give them a couple of no reps. Like I've given Emma a handful of no reps, uh, you know, while I'm watching movement, because I know she can do that, uh, you know, with her body breaking down, but it's very, very important that she can build a stronger foundation. Uh, Cause then, then we can start putting weight vest on them. Then we can give them some deficit things. To yeah. As, as your thoughts on, the direction of your programming changed since Adrian's come in and, you know, just a little bit of a tweak of, of what Castro has done for years. And now you have somebody new and, and he definitely went back to some of those old things. If you pay attention to him at, at, at CrossFit San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, a prime example is the amount of times we've been doing uh, handstand pushup variances that do not look like uh, a normal handstand pushup. Um, I mean, we've been doing things that resemble more of like a traditional gymnastics uh, positioning and strengthening uh, and isolations and negatives that we haven't done in the past. Uh, you know, and the good thing is like that's like a strength for her. Um, so it doesn't require as much focus. As, let's say like Dallin, you know, Dallin's a big old boy. So he <laughs> And that type of like three times a week in order to create that change at a much faster rate where with her, with specific to gymnastics uh, and specific to positional gymnastics, she doesn't quite need that as much uh, because it just becomes very natural. You know, you ask her to do something and she's holding positions that, uh, you know, a gymnastics coach would be like, oh, that looks good. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but that's her that's her background. And, you know, those are things that 
really help her score well when we're at the CrossFit Games. Was that part of the reason for going to Power Monkey camp this year? Um, you know, that was a bonus. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. She, I mean, she was out there during the downtime doing like backfits on the table, <laughs> even bars. Uh, but then coaching you guys how to do she like taught, a back extension roll. Yeah. She taught us how hilarious. to do it. <laughs> she, she was our coach for a little bit, you know, and these are, these are all skills that she just, you know, she already has in her bag of tricks. So it's like, you know, it's no wonder why there is a gymnastics workout uh, and she can just go out there, you know, and have like a flawless like run of a, you know, of an event. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think you mentioned going back? You know, you don't have to be the best at everything. And, you know, I think Justin Medeiros is a prime example of that. But there's definitely some some benefits of being the top, you know, like anytime you see a handstand walk workout i mean daniel's going to be right at the top of it um it, do, do you really stress the, those you know my strengths i'm going to be nobody's going to beat me or, or are you willing to kind of take a step back and, and focus on say strength in this in this case you know i think i think just being confident in, in what you're good at um you know we, we'll never neglect anything in training uh, it just, some things take more priority than other things. Uh, you know, I think by the end of this year, she's going to be even better on her hands mm -hmm. than what she was in years past, you know? Uh, and that's just, that's just having a well-rounded program specific to her, um, you know, and I think in the future, and she has the ability um, just from her upbringing of sport and in track and field that, Whatever what she has in confidence in handstand walking, she'll be able to develop that same confidence in strength events, in uh, high power output events like that twenty one fifty nine bike and snatch workout, which she's already proven to done to do much better even before we even met. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think just in rogue alone with the echo bike and um, uh, DT, yeah. Just, I'm not even kidding, like a month and maybe some change, uh, she's already adapted to doing better and, you know, holding higher uh, RPMs on that bike than she did previous, uh, you know, events and competitions. Yeah. What's, uh, when you are, you know, in the gym together, like, like you talk about the strategy of it, I mean, I guess how 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 important is that for somebody to, to to actually think about the strategy versus just kind of attacking, you know, the workout and and, and pushing yourself and maybe going too hard and, and seeing where those limits are. I feel like you program really well to where, like I feel like I don't know you might have a different thought, but like he's he I feel like he doesn't ever just like program something and I'm like okay, what like what the fuck am I gonna do? Like it's all been like very strategic programming to where I'm never really like questioning myself and what I'm going to do. I mean, like, of course, little things like breaking yeah. things up, but at least for right now, I feel like the programming is very like, just super smart. I don't know. <laughs> I, I never have to like that hard on it. Yeah. It's, she, she asks very know? good questions in training uh, and everyone. I mean, <laughs> 
And by the time I leave the gym, my brain is much crushed. <laughs> they bring a lot of good questions. You know, some of them are a little silly and, you know, and I try to help them out with, you know, putting focus on some things and not necessarily others. But I think the good thing is when she finishes her training and even like the last like month and a half leading up to road, uh, she had a pretty good idea on strategies and paces when we were at Rogue. I think she was just asking me questions to make sure, hey, do you think this is a good strategy? Um, and I, that's part of the, the, you know, the process of going through this type of training is they develop, you know, they know what their max rep is going to be. And I think Coach Dom stated this really well when we were uh, during our camp that we just ran is, uh, know your minimums and know your maximums. So, you know, if you're under a high, high heart rate and you have a ton of wall balls left to do, um, you know, how many wall balls can you do no matter what the circumstances, right? Yeah. Is it going to be 15? Is it going to be 20 per minute? What is it going to be? How many unbroken can you do continuously? And that's what we help develop in our program on top of becoming a better athlete. And, you know, we all know, the, the fittest athlete does not always win events. I mean, it's if you write it down on paper, they should. Uh, I mean, we see it all the time with these analysts writing down who they think is going to win what, and it doesn't happen. And it's like, you know, they're surprised that, you know, Danielle wins a running event. I think, like, from what I was gathering out there from her, uh, her feedback to me was, like, when she was telling people that she won, they're like, oh, seriously? Like, you got that one? Like, what? You know, and so it's it's in moments like that where, you know, if we can just be uh, apply strategy to what best suits her fitness level, uh, we use training time to improve fitness level and then continue to redevelop and, you know, improve upon strategy. Danielle, I was going to I was going to ask you, but I think I might already know the answer based on what Matt was just saying. But are you one of those athletes that really likes to understand the why behind the programming or are you just kind of like, tell me what to do and I'm going to go do it? I think I feel like I'm like very much in the middle. I, I mean, if I see something that I don't really understand, I'm like, why am I doing this? I mean, like the other day with the handstand push up, we were doing I had like a handstand push up thing. And I was like, hey, can I change it to this? Because I feel like you know, it'll better develop this, whatever it was. Um, but I think I'm like very much in the middle. Like I don't need to know every little thing, but um, I just like, I trust Matt and Dom a lot. And so typically I'll listen. Typically. <laughs> <laughs> and Is there somebody else in, in the camp that's, that definitely has to know everything, Matt? Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, and it just it's just dealing with you know different types of humans. Yeah. You know, like and, I would I would like to know everything, but I also yeah. there's just like a lot of energy that's like that's what his job is for. Mm -hmm. If I can like slowly develop that knowledge, cool. But I'm not mm -hmm. late. <laughs> yeah. How 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 important is the mental side? Um, and just both from a training perspective and getting tougher mentally, and then how that translates into the competition floor. Very important. Very important. I think yeah. um, as I, like me personally, for my career in CrossFit, I've seen it myself and I know other people have seen it that 
um, my mental side has held me back in the past. Um, I mean, it really can make or break a workout. It can make or break a competition, um, training sessions. So it's very important. I think the mental side, uh, especially for Danielle, it's gotten to her, her to where she is today. Right. So there's there's so many good things that take away from her mental side. And I think a lot of people put energy and focus on, oh, she does this and she does that. Uh, but what people don't really see or maybe they just neglect to talk about is that type of uh, fierceness is what got her to where she is right now currently, which is quite good. Uh, but also, you know, she was really good at pole vaulting. She was really good at, you know, 400. She was really good swimmer. She was a really good gymnast. So as you can see a trend that she does very, very well in sport. Um, and something that her and I always discuss is, uh, you know, it's gotten her here and we're going to continue to grow and transcend, right? In anything. And, and you know, we just happen to be talking about her, her, you know, between the ears. And she knows very well that, in order for her to be sitting as, you know, on the top of that podium, she needs to continue to grow and progress also, not just physically, but also, you know, mentally between the ears. But look, I can say that about her, but I say that about all my athletes. They all need to do it. You know, we all naturally and them and me included, uh, we all need to continue to develop that. It just happens to be that they get put on such a high uh, pedestal in like, you know, they get this much room for error from, you know, the audience, you know, they all love them when they do well, but, you know, if they're not absolutely perfect and flawless, it's like they get beaten down, but they're just as human as all of us. We just, we don't actually get to have that feeling of, you know, our fans turning on us whenever we don't <laughs> as well as we, as well as like uh, they were hoping that we would do. Um, so, you know, it seems like, Oh, well, you know, you should just focus on this and you should just be happy and just, you know, see the silver lining and everything. And then that's also the same person that's going to be like, well, you should have just tried harder on 275. <laughs> well, you should be, you know, the Incredible Hulk out there and just turn green <laughs> and then magically push through, you know, 15 one RMs. You know, that just ain't going to happen. Um, and nor would I even want her to attempt that many reps. But, you know, that's just... And, that's just how it goes, right? I mean, yeah, you see it in all the different sports. I mean, you, you have that aggressive, you know, maybe I don't say mental breakdown, but just anger or frustration at a strikeout or, or whatever, um, or a tennis match. It doesn't seem like a lot of times the CrossFit community gives the same leeway to the athletes. Mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're, they're, they're looking for a calm, calm demeanor, like, yeah, I should just be happy that I, I did this. And uh, when you show the attitude, it's like, well, what's wrong with them? And, uh, you know, uh, you know, on your back squat, like, you know, you, you talk to the camera, like, why are you, <laughs> why, why are you focusing on me? And uh, I didn't you know, even know that that was like the, was yeah, like there's so many cameras out there that I, I thought it was just like another camera. So I'm just like, man, why? Like, why you gotta kick me down? Kick me while I'm really down. <laughs> I, I just thought it was great because the cameraman actually replied back. It was just <laughs> he's was like, so I'm so surreal. making me. <laughs> uh, no, that, that's that's great. Uh, how, what is your like? Do you 
like, do you like enjoy uh, when you're competing? Are you talkative with the other athletes? Um, do you kind of keep yeah. to yourself? Yeah, I'm usually pretty talkative. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Rogue's pretty fun because I think, uh, I mean, they are. People are more talkative at Rogue than they are at the yeah. games. Um, just because, I mean, the games, I feel like there was some opportunity to, like, talk to others, but mm -hmm. there's not a ton. But Rogue, yeah, I'm, like, pretty talkative. It's pretty fun. A couple of the other athletes are really talkative as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's got to be – you know, it, it seemed like the rogue is kind of like what the games were maybe eight years ago. You see everybody kind of, they hung out with the fans. They had opportunities to do that. Um, whereas the, the games now is so robotic. Of, you go out to the, to the field, you come back, you're, you're segregated, and they're going to push you to the next place. Um, it's got to be a little bit different mental hurdle because you're always moving on the game side. Would you agree with something like that? I mean, like the games, Rogue is Rogue to me is just for fun. Um, so if I'm gonna spend a little extra time talking to somebody, mm -hmm. and you know, whereas I could be like resting, um, I, I would take the time at Rogue to do that. Whereas at the games, um, that sacrifice is not as much worth it, right? Because yeah. the games is the ultimate goal. So yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. um, that's awesome. I, so from now on, we're, we're, from here on out, we're going to see you maybe at Wadapalooza, and then we'll we'll, maybe. we'll, do, we'll do the open there. I'll definitely be there. Okay. Yeah. Good. We'll we'll keep an eye out to see if uh, if you if you join up with the team or somebody. Um, I appreciate you taking time to to join us and uh, kind of share your thoughts of the road invitational and what the plan is for for the next few months and. Look forward to seeing you out there in 2023. Wow, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. It was fun. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everyone. And uh, until next time. <laughs>